0: Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the show, Brad Bizjack drumroll <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a fan favorite i'm so excited to have you back so welcome welcome my friend and we were we were kind of jamming a little bit before this about kind of about what we wanted to talk about and i know i was like dude we have loyal listeners people have heard from you multiple times at this point but what we have today is going to be straight gold so i am so excited for it for those that do not know who brad is brad give us like a quick, is there even a thing, quick spiel about who you are, what you do, um, just for those that aren't familiar with your awesomeness quite yet.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm so grateful to uh, be on the show. Thank you for having me back for the, I don't know how many times. (laughs) Um, But the long story short is essentially for years, I was trying to create success and nothing was working. I was trying everything, reading the books, listening to the podcasts, showing up to the calls, nothing was happening. And I ended up hiring a coach that told me something that changed everything for me. And I was telling her the same thing. I'm trying so hard to make this happen. And she said, Brad, you're so attached to success that you're missing the whole point. You're under the impression that you shouldn't be where you are right now, that your life should be different. Business success and money isn't going to magically make you happy. You need to rewire your mind and look at all these situations differently. And it set me on this path to really learning how the mind works, how beliefs work, and how to change them, not only with my, within myself, um, but also more importantly within other people. And it's led to uh, tens of thousands of lives impacted all across the world and building a multi seven figure business. And, uh, and I love now helping people and giving back all of this knowledge to be able to help people do that faster than I ever did.
0: Yes. I love it. And this is the magic you guys, this is the stuff that's like intangible. You can't, you can't see it. You can't, it's like, it's hard to explain, but it is the most powerful work that we can do each of us. So I've worked with Brad, just for those of you that don't know, I've worked with Brad for many years at this point. hes I've worked one-on-one with him. I've hired him to come in and work with my entire team. What he does and the work that he puts out into the world is life-changing. So I am forever grateful for all that you do.
1: I'm holding up a heart. In my
0: right <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's dig in. We've got a really, really, really solid topic we're going to talk about today. And this to me is one of the most powerful things because people, just like you said, they struggle with the, I know what to do. I, I I know all the strategy. I, like you said, I'm on the calls. I'm on this, I'm on that. I'm doing the things I'm going through the motions. Nothing is working. Nothing is changing. Nothing is whatever. So when someone is in that space, I know that rewiring your mind is absolutely essential because it drives everything. But what is one of the most important aspects of all of this?
1: Well, I think what's important for everyone to understand is that if you've ever been trying to change your life using a certain behavior modification, like trying a new, I'm making this up script to market your business or a new marketing strategy or a new productivity hack, and you'll probably notice that you're either consistently inconsistent with that thing. Or you're noticing that even though you're applying it for a really long time, it's not working. And because what most people try to do is they try to change their life at the behavior and skill level instead of a Mm -hmm. level far deeper, um, which is even a step beyond beliefs. It's actually changing your identity, who you think you are. And there's an ascension I'll walk you through in just a moment. But think about it like this. If I have a belief, I am big boned and that's my identity. I'm big boned. Uh, By the way, an identity is just a belief you have about yourself, right? That's all it is. It's as if you were to write um, an ID card. And so if I have a belief I'm Big Bone, I'm going to change a lot of who I am based on that identity. But if I have a belief that I'm an athlete, that's a very different identity where naturally different beliefs and different skills will come out of it. And so if you think about what most people want to do, they want to change their environment, like the 3D Around them, more money, more time, more freedom. And so, what do most people do? Imagine a pyramid, and at the base is the environment. The next level up is the further you go up in this pyramid, the more lasting the change. And this is really about creating lasting change in yourself. And so, if you just try to change your environment, what happens? You end up disappointed, right? You try to get people to change or situations around you change, it never really lasts. So, what do people then do? They start to change their behaviors and habits not a bad thing to change your behaviors and habits. In fact, it's a good thing. But if you ever wonder why behavior modification doesn't last very long, have you ever considered that it's because of the identity you have? For example, if you try a new marketing strategy, which would be a behavior, but you have the identity of, I'm not a great business owner, or I'm not a business owner, right? Identity is just as much what you're not as much as it is what you are, then that behavior is not going to last. And so A lot of people are trying to change their behaviors, but what they're not understanding is their identity won't let those behaviors change. You're locked into this identity until you make a conscious effort to remove yourself. And so what do people then do? They study skills, mindsets, podcasts, things like that based on their existing identity. So if you have the identity of I'm a coach, for example, I am willing to bet that you're probably a really bad marketer. And so <laughs> why is that? Because what does a coach identity study? What's the skill? That's the third level up that ladder. What, what's the skill that a coach studies? They study mindset, belief, all these things. And so what behaviors go into that, right? Well, you'll uplift everyone around you. That's great, but you're probably really bad at creating demand for your products and services so your environment doesn't change. And so if you really want to transform your behavior, we got to go even higher than that and look at what are the beliefs that are driving us. And even further than that is what identity is causing us to believe what we believe, which causes us to then study or practice certain skills, which then impacts our behavior, which then influences our environment. So the further you go up on this little pyramid and preferably starting with your identity, the natural shift will happen. So if you believe I'm a coach, your beliefs about business are probably different than if you believe I am a marketer. Let's mm-hmm. use the example of coach. A coach believes it's all about helping people. A marketer will believe it's all about sales, so I can help people. And then, so what do the two identities study? A coach will study personal development, belief work, that type of stuff. The marketer will study business and marketing and sales. And then take it a step further. Then what behaviors come out of the coach? They'll probably avoid sales activities, And they'll just focus on communicating with people they already help and serve and avoid the things that will actually build a business. But the marketer, what behaviors do they have? They're going out and they're selling like crazy so they can impact people. And the environment is radically different in both of them. One person's living paycheck to paycheck, barely getting by. The other person is crushing business, going after big dreams so they can serve more people. And so we need to start with what identity you're currently playing at and figure out how to change that. And over after working with thousands of people, I've identified like five core identities that people live with. But before going into those, Micah, have you noticed that show up in your business, your life, this identity pyramid playing out?
0: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, even, even early on when I really saw this play out in my life was literally the second that I became a partner with the company that I'm with. I stepped into that identity immediately. I was like, Oh, I'm now a coach. I'm healthy. I'm active. I show up. I do social media, even though I don't like social media. I always struggled working out consistently. I stepped into that and owned it like a hundred percent because I knew that if I wanted to be successful, I needed to be that And it was like, I didn't have to fight with the daily. Should I show up and do this today? Should I do that today? Should I do it? It was like, yeah, this is just who I am. This is what I do. And it was instantaneous. It was not something that I had to learn and develop over the years. It was literally, I became this version of myself the second I decided to. And so that is what I know is so powerful about this. But also why do so many people not do this? Like, what is the block? What is the, because we have hundreds and thousands of coaches that haven't reached the level of success that they want yet. So what's holding them back where that worked for me? How come it hasn't worked for them? That is my biggest question.
1: Well, it's a great question. Um, (laughs) And it's really, really simple. It's, uh, they, there is comfort there and there is significance there. Mm. That's why. Okay. If we think about why, what stops people from changing, the, the human mind is so interesting because it would rather be in pain and certain than growing and uncertain. And so this identity, we know how to handle this. We can, we can manage the pain of this existing life, but change yeah, yeah. is scary. So if you really want to change, what needs to happen is to identify where you currently are. what is your existing, what I call archetype or your current identity that's driving your success with each one has many beliefs associated with it. And after working with, like I said, thousands of people, I've recognized some patterns mm-hmm. that allow people to thrive and people and some people to get stuck and overwhelmed for years. And I'm going to kind of fly through the first few because I noticed there's a really big hangup between the fourth one And the fifth one where all the success exists. Mm -hmm. So do you want me to run through that real quick?
0: Yeah, this is my favorite. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Imagine a ladder, right? And each ladder rung up means more success, right? So the very bottom, before we even get into the identities, is what I like to call mediocrity or average, or status quo. The thing that most people are trying to avoid. And the very top will give it a label of calling it six-figure success, just because it gives a number, it's something measurable, money's easy to measure, it's not everything, but it's easy to measure, right? And so we have these two opposite ends of the spectrum. And and based on what your current identity is, it will determine how far up this ladder you go. At the very bottom of the ladder, the very first of these five identities is what I call VCTM, very obvious, victim victim mentality no one listening to this podcast has a as a victim psychology otherwise you would not listen to a podcast like this so the victim is just focused on safety that's all they're focused on they want to know they're going to be okay they're living in fear and once you decide to start the process of personal change you ascend up that ladder and you start to enter what i call the idex archetype otherwise known as identity expansion now this is a really cool place where you know something in your life needs to change, but you can't quite grasp what it is. Mm. You want something different. You know you're meant for something more and you know that success is possible, but you fear that success is ever going to be possible for you. And so you'll just kind of tiptoe around the edges of a dream and rationalize why you can't really change. And, oh, the kids had this going on, or, oh, it's a bad time right now. And so you feel this sense of discomfort inside of yourself. And the reason for that is because you are overvaluing certainty. When you are in this archetype, you are living your life based on a feeling of certainty. And from doing that, what that means is you're going to close the world and around you to feel a sense of control. So it doesn't let your heart expand into more. So your life never changes. And so you will always crave the how when you're here. Mm. And even if you get an idea, you're like, well, that will never happen. There's no way that could work. And once you decide, okay, I'm done with this. I really want to to start to change. You start to bridge the gap to what's called the PMTL archetype, otherwise known as permission to leap. Now, this has a lot of similar qualities to the IDEX archetype, but this archetype, this identity, has found a vehicle that could change their life. They have the business opportunity or the business idea or uh, the weight loss plan or whatever it is to change their life. And they see other people going after success, but they take that success to mean it's their failure. This person is consistently living in perfection. They're always focused on the how, how is it ever gonna work out so they'll not really go all in with their actions. And instead they'll just dabble. It's like dipping your toe in the pool instead of actually diving in. You'll never learn how to swim that way. But what typically happens then is you'll rationalize, well, I know that I need to do this, but you don't actually do it. And you start to create a limiting story about why your life can't change, why it's harder for you, why no one else understands your situation and how your situation is so much different. Oh, my spouse doesn't support me or, oh, you don't understand I have all this going on. And it's a lot of excuses and a lot of great reasons why, which sound great to you, but all it's doing is meeting your need for certainty. It gives you a certain story that you know how to navigate. And what's different at this archetype is that you've also started to crave significance, meaning, validation, permission, a feeling of worth coming from other people. So whereas the IDEX was focused mostly on certainty, this archetype is focused on certainty and significance. They're consistently focused on, am I enough for insert whatever I want the most? And so they're just whenever they have an idea, they don't act on it. They wait for someone else to approve of them. And then they find value in having a great reason why they can't change something and their story becomes a way out. And anywhere from this level and below, you will notice that mediocrity is what you live with. On a regular basis, you keep getting drawn back to this place of mediocrity. But where I'm gonna spend more time is this next stage Because when you've been here a while and you get fed up with this, you end up reaching what I call uh, the achievement tipping point.
0: All right. We are taking a quick time out from the show to make sure that you know about Brad's success accelerator challenge. This is totally free, totally free. And I know there's so many free challenges, free groups, free this, free that out there, but this is one it's five days. The content is epic. And it will transform so many different aspects of your life. If you go all in with these five days, do not let this one pass you by. I have been working with Brad for years now. And while yes, he has helped me grow in business more than anything else, working with him around the mindset and the rewiring and all of those things that he digs into within the five day challenge It's impacted how I mother, it's impacted how I show up as a wife. It's impacted how I walk through trials. It has impacted my life in more ways than I can even explain. And I do not want you to miss this. This is for entrepreneurs. It is for human beings. It is for mothers. It is for literally everyone who wants to feel better in life, who wants to be their best, who wants to experience more success, not just income wise, but fulfillment and joy and happiness. If that is you do not miss this. It starts Monday. You want to jump in. And this is one that you can totally share with teammates, with sisters, with friends, get everyone in there with you to hold you that much more accountable. Go to Micah Folsom slash Brad to get registered for his free five-day success accelerator challenge. I will see you in there. Now back to the show.
1: This is the point where the efforts you're putting in are actually starting to work because you're going all in on your dreams and you've identified a little bit differently. You've adopted a different identity, what I call the ACPX archetype or achievers paradox. Now this is a really interesting place to be. This person, is the one that's doing all the stuff. It is do, 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 do all the time. This person feels consistently like they're on the brink of burnout, that everything that they face or everything that they need to overcome, it's up to them. They don't really have a trust of other people and they feel like everything is held together by this tiny little thread. And so they're always worried about losing what they've created. This person, Other people might see them as successful or someone that's inspiring or trending to be successful, but they're not inspired by themselves. There's someone that consistently feel like what they're doing is never enough. And that's because they're basing their sense of worth on more. And I want you to hear me now listening to this. Are you basing your sense of worth on more? More success, more money, more things checked off the to-do list. What's really common here is where people will write things that they've already done in their list just to feel successful (laughs) because it makes them feel significant and important. But here's the challenge with this place. No matter what you do, it never feels like enough when you're in this place. You will bounce from goal to goal if you're actually achieving, or to-do list to to do list if you're a nervous wreck at this archetype. And it always feels like life's about to fall apart. It's like you're bracing for impact and you're waiting for something to go wrong. And this person, what's really interesting about this person is you see this person studying all the good stuff, right? They're listening to podcasts. They'll read the books. They'll do the work. They'll show up to the calls. And this person is craving a little bit different of a focus than the other archetypes. This person is craving growth, but the reason they are craving growth is because they think that growing will make them feel significant. So it's growth so that they can feel significant. This person is consistently always focused on themselves, even though the rationale is that they're focusing on other people. They feel like they never have time for themselves. They feel completely exhausted. And whenever they do take time for themselves, they're focused in that time on other people. So they never actually recharge their batteries. This person you will commonly see say things like, well, I don't need a lot of sleep and I can't sleep that much. (laughs) This is the person that is always worried about what might go wrong in business. If this person is in the sales, industry what you'll see is they will typically wait until a deadline to sprint after something and then they'll achieve that thing or miss it but they do the action to create it and then they don't feel proud of themselves they just feel like they have the sigh of relief and then they're stressed that they have to do it again the next month and it's this constant cycle of exhaustion now, what's common between all th- all four of these previous archetypes, and what I want to point out, is that the focus, and this is probably the most important piece of this entire episode, is that the focus is on you. It's not focused on what you're giving. It's focused on what you're getting out of life. So the ACPX is trying to prove that they are worthy. They are trying to prove that they're enough. And they will do this through checking the boxes, making sure the kids all get to their stuff. They will do this by making sure that they achieve a goal. And once they've achieved that goal, they're obsessed with not losing the goal. This person is attached through and through to their core and think that their results are their character. I am my results. This person is living in a constant state of attachment. Now, attachment's an interesting an interesting topic. What does attachment mean? It means my worth is based on my results. That's what attachment is. It means my character is based on how well I do. Well, our goal is to get to a state of detachment, right? That's the goal. We don't want to be attached to any sort of outcome. And the reason for that, by the way, is because nothing you ever achieve will ever make you worthy. Yeah. There is no worth found in achievement. You've been worthy since the moment you were born there's no amount of success that can ever give that to you. But most people think, well, I need to achieve. That's the only way that I know to show that I'm enough. And so this person is attached in two ways. Number one is they will set a goal and they will do everything they possibly can to achieve it because they think I'll only be worthy if I hit that. But then you take it a step further and this person has then achieved a goal and they're attached to that. And they think because I've achieved that goal, I am a big success. And so now they're consistently focused on losing success. And because they have an obsession with themselves, and by the way, suffering is you obsessing over you. That's all suffering is, it's you obsessing over you. Because they have an obsession with themselves, they struggle with leadership here. You will notice that this person might influence other people with productive actions sometimes, But when it comes to real leadership, really bringing out the best in other people, they are so attached to results that they won't let other people fail, Mm. therefore won't allow other people to grow. And they think everything, if it's going to be done, it's got to be, if it's going to be done right, it's got to be done by me. They think other people don't care nearly as much as them. And they start to build, they're building a team in any way. They'll start to build up a resentment towards their team and think if my team changes, then okay, I have the wrong people. Perhaps the people need a better leader. Perhaps the people need you to step into your true leadership potential. And your leadership potential is not criticizing what other people aren't doing, it's speaking to the highest version of someone and allowing them to go through the pain of change. But if you are so attached to success, you have this deep fear of what happens if the people that are working with you don't perform, And so you will micromanage, even if the person's unemployed, let's say they're in the network marketing space, you will micromanage. You will consistently focus over and over and over again. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? You'll check in with them like crazy. Because you're so afraid of losing that success. And so then what does it communicate to your team? It communicates to your team that the only way to succeed is to have my mind on this 24 seven. I can never let go. And so it actually has an adverse effect because it communicates to your team that if you want to be successful, you need to be on all the time. And so your team starts to drop off. And then because you are attached to success, you will be crushing it in terms of your own personal productivity and you'll bring new people in and they'll be all excited in the beginning. And then what happens? The same cycle repeats itself and has nothing to do with the people. I shouldn't say nothing to do. It has very little to do with the people that you're recruiting. It has to do with your identity. It has to do with what you believe about success. That's why I call it the achievers paradox because this person thinks that more success will make them happy. When really what they find is that the more success they have, the more stressed out they are. And this lesson will beat you to a pulp until you pay attention and once you finally pay attention to this (laughs) you have to learn how to let go and that's where you reach what i call the fulfillment tipping point this is a beautiful place this is where you enter in my personal opinion the most profound and most beautiful identity of all what i call mgpf otherwise known as magnetic performance micah exists here I Mm -hmm. exist here. This is a really cool place to be. These people, there's few of us. There's few of us. I'm not saying that, that I'm better than anyone in any way, shape, or form. I can learn something from anybody that I come in contact with. But very few people ever get here because most people tie their worth to an outcome. The qualification for reaching this identity is that you no longer tie your sense of worth to what you achieve. And the second qualification is that you realize... It's not about you. In order for you to get to this place, it truly does need to be about serving others. This is why these people are so successful. This is why sales happen so much because these people also view sales differently. These people view sales. Their beliefs about sales are very different because they're saying, well, sales is the greatest form of service. It's the greatest way I can impact someone's life because when you pay, you pay attention. This person in the MGPF archetype success just seems to come to them. And they're like, they seem like freaks of nature where they achieve at incredibly high levels and they still have beautiful lives. They spend time with their kids. They're involved in their kids' sports or dance or voice lessons or whatever, right? And they're involved and they're present. And it's a really beautiful way to live and opportunities just keep coming up because they're vibrating at a completely different level. That's why these people seem like they're vibrating differently and they're at a completely different wavelength because they are, right? If you think about what manifestation is, manifestation is the physical representation of your consistently dominant energy. Well, if you're a basket case of stress (laughs) at the ACPX archetype, you're pushing away what you want. That's why you're afraid of losing it even if you've achieved something. Well, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure of life. And so this MGPF archetype, this person is aligned energetically. This person believes in absolute alignment. This person believes that aligning your energies, your values with how you serve and lead, not just your business, but also your family it starts with the root of you. Now you'll notice this person is driven by something very, very different than all other of the four identities. This person is focused on contribution. This person is also focused on growth so that they can contribute more. That is the core driver. And you could even argue love is in there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's what's driving these people. They're driven by a sense of service because service to many is what leads to greatness. If you help enough people get what they want, you get everything you want. So in my opinion, this bridge of shifting from this place of stress success to truly aligned success isn't about doing more. It's actually about letting go. Letting go of attachment, letting go of your worth being tied to an outcome, letting go of control. Letting go of control. By the way, how does this person lead their team? It's very different than everyone else. This person allows failure to happen. This person speaks life into people. This person is saying, well, of course you can. But this person is not sitting there dragging people along. This person is finding those that will and loving those that don't. That's what this person is doing. And you'll find that these people are very intelligent with their time. They're focused on things that actually yield a result instead of mistaking movement for achievement, like the ACPX does. This person is actually asking themselves, well, what's the most impactful activity I can do now? to serve more people, to make a greater impact. And therefore, the byproduct is absolutely more money. But they're focused on what actually matters. This person is driven by a completely different set of values. And what you'll find with these people is that when you're around them, there is an energy, an electric energy that pulls you into them. You want to be part of their lives because they're vibing at a totally different level. There's someone where you walk into a conference and you're sitting next to them. They could say nothing to you and you will feel better being in their presence. That's what this person is, how they're operating. And so my challenge to you listening is what do you identify with the most? Where are you at right now? And what do you need to let go of to reach the next level? So if it feels like I'm kind of creepily in your head, it's just because all human beings live through patterns. And these are just patterns that I've recognized. So TED talk over, but Micah, does that make sense?
0: Yes. No, I love it so much. And it's so cool because I've spent the past 10 years mentoring women and you explain each thing. And I'm like, a handful in every single, in every single like section. I'm like, Oh yeah. okay. This makes sense. Why they were stuck here. This makes sense. Like, okay, this is, this is why that played out that way. It's so interesting that humans are so different. And yet we have so many of the same, the same operating system. It's like, we crave the same things. We, we need the same things in life and whatever. And as you go through these growth stages and you get to literally evolve as human beings, that's what I want our listeners to know is even if you you're listening and you're like, Oh shoot, he was totally just explaining me and I don't want to be there, but that's how I think. And that's how I operate. And that's what I'm clinging to right now. Like the work that you can do, the rewiring, all of that stuff, that is what lets you, that is what allows you to let go of the, the chains almost and elevate in every single way and become that next level version of yourself that allows you to bring in the success and make the impact and do the work that you want to do that you feel right now you're stuck. It is, it is right in front of you, but it is going to take very intentional becoming aware Working on those things, and it is life changing. Like, I love this stuff. It is literally life changing in every single way. Can
1: I share a little bit about you said something really powerful a minute ago about how, as human beings, we all crave similar things at different stages? And I have an interesting thought on this that I think can benefit everyone listening. I think every human being is driven by very similar needs, but what's the difference in the outcome of people's lives? is the order in which those needs are prioritized. Mm. So if you notice, like think about the need for certainty. It's a survival need. We all need it, right? Well, is that person going to have a very different life than if they value growth over certainty?
0: A Absolutely. very different
1: life, yeah. right? So it's asking yourself, what need is driving you? Is it if you are craving, like most people on earth, crave certainty and significance as the drivers of their life right certainty meaning that i need to avoid pain and gain pleasure i need to know that i'm going to be okay and there's unlimited ways to meet that need you can meet it through a limiting story about why you can't change you can meet it by watching a movie you've already seen because you know it's going to be good there's unlimited ways to meet that need for certainty but there's if you think about significance like significance is the need to be important the need to feel like we matter And if you don't feel a sense of self-worth, this will be at the top of your list. Well, with certainty, you close the world in around you to feel a sense of control so your heart doesn't expand. With significance, you're always comparing to everyone else and evaluating to see how you measure up. So Mm -hmm. you cannot feel peace and joy when those two needs are at the top of your list of prioritization. And by the way, peace, joy, happiness, gratitude, that's what will attract success into your life and opportunities. But if you think about someone else with a different need structure, say, contribution, growth, love. Well, if you are prioritizing growth, contribution, and love, you have to put yourself in uncertain environments, right? So the craving of certainty disappears. You can't have it as high, right? You put yourself in uncertain environments. You're growing in different ways and you're loving deeply. By the way, when you love deeply and you're consistently growing and you're contributing to other people, how significant do you automatically feel as a byproduct? You feel so important. Do. Yeah. yeah. And then you have certainty that it's going to be okay. So the whole point of me bringing that up is that we all have the same drivers. The order and sequence in which you prioritize them in your life determines where you are on that identity ladder, which by the way, isn't a ladder. It's an elevator that's determined by your intention. If your intention is certainty and significance in your day-to-day, you will find yourself towards the bottom. If your intention is growth, love, contribution, you will find your way moving more towards the top. And the way to really break through that is to immerse yourself in an environment where you start to identify the question or the the consequences of what happens if you stay in the same place and what life can look like when you change. But I think we all have very similar drivers. Some people just choose to prioritize the one that lead to a beautiful life and others haven't learned to yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, and it makes so much sense just because we all crave those things. We need those things, but how we get them looks very different. And that's, that was cool how you explained that because yeah, naturally when you're contributing, when you're loving, when you're, you do, you, you feel that sense of significance, but not in a way that you're like, oh, I'm so important. I'm doing such great work. It's like, oh, this feels so good to pour into human beings. Like, Mm -hmm. and you get it it's it. ah oh, I love it. It's so, it's so cool. I want to ask you one thing before we wrap up. Yes, ma'am. You mentioned, I think when you were talking about the achievers paradox, you talked about the fact that you've got to detach from the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you something because sometimes just, I'm trying to like, make sense of this in my brain. sometimes someone is so detached from the outcome that they never hold themselves accountable to achieving anything. So it's like, a part of me is like, you gotta be a little bit attached to a degree to like, hold yourself to doing the uncomfortable stuff and grow and do that, but then not be attached in a way of like, I'm unworthy when I fail, like you're detached from the outcome, but you're you're attached to the process. I don't even know. I'm like, how does this work? That's exactly what you're
1: saying. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. What's interesting about those people that are so detached that they don't do any action is they're at- actually the most attached out of anyone because they think that their worth is determined by the result and they're too afraid that they're never going to hit the result. So they're oh. so attached
0: that they
1: won't go after it. Because right?
0: then they can they, they have an out. They're like, Oh, well, I I know I didn't give, I I know I didn't give everything I had. Like exactly.
1: Okay. Rationalize contentment, they'll say, I'm good. I don't need anything else. Oh, right. Okay. Whenever he tells me they're content and they're they're I, I don't need anything else. What I ask my what I ask them instantly is, well, then what are you so afraid of? Because when someone rationalizes their contentment that's them saying I'm terrified of what the next level of me looks like. Mm. Successful people crave more. That does not mean that you don't have gratitude. But if you are sitting in a place where you're like, I don't need to do this action step. I'm good. I don't need anything else. That means that you're living in scarcity because abundance is more. Abundance is I want that incredible life. I want to go and create that impact and that service. And I'm so grateful for where I am right now. So if I could... Leave those people with a framework on how to go after huge dreams while being detached. Three words, three words. Number one, decide, decide what you want. And it better be a butt puckering goal that makes you faster. (laughs) It better be huge. Decide what you want. Number two is commit, commit to doing everything in your power to make that happen. Right. I work incredibly hard at my dreams, but I do what's in within my power to make it happen. And then number three, detach, detach. Let go of your worth having anything to do with an outcome because it doesn't. There's nothing to do with what you achieve.
0: It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Okay. When when you were explaining all that, I'm like, but how does this actually work? But that, yeah. When you're like, no, they're actually even more attached. That does make sense. Okay. I love it. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> love this. stuff like So, much.
1: Brain? We so good.
0: Brain? This is the stuff that like really makes me like internalize and think and I love it. Cause it it does. When you when you start to see it differently, you see every like you see everything in that in in that light. Like you you don't know what you don't know. And so when you become aware of new things, you then it literally changes how you see the world. Like it's the coolest.
1: Yes, ma'am. Attachment is push. Alignment is being pulled.
0: That's the beauty. That's the beauty right there. Alignment. Okay. How can we get more of you? You have something coming up that I want to make sure that our listeners know about so they can get more Brad energy, more of this, becoming aware of all this life-changing stuff. Where can we find you in your challenge?
1: Well, I'm dancing right now. With <laughs> my shoulders are moving up and down. My wife tells me I only dance on my shoulders. And I don't have any mobility. <laughs> Anyways.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: Anyways. Um, yes. So this was just a, such a high level overview of how we can actually serve people. If you're anything like the people that we work with in our success accelerator challenge, you might be going, Brad, this is really helpful. I've identified where I'm at, but how the heck do I change? Yeah. How the heck do I actually bridge this gap? I know conceptually, but how do I embed it into who I am? And so we have a challenge coming up that will help you literally rewire your mind for success. It's called the Success Accelerator. It starts on Monday, the 23rd, and it will show you how high performers, how these people in this MGPF archetype, the magnetic performance archetype, how do they achieve their goals so much faster than all their peers with less stress, without sacrificing time away from your family? How do they magnetize success? Not from a BS, sit in a garden and chant, there are no weeds here and expecting the weeds to disappear, but tactical, actionable things that you can do to change your belief system and your identity so that you can create the life on your terms that you've always been trying to create. It's a five day, totally free challenge. There'll be tens of thousands of people in there from all over the world. It is, this program has changed almost 50,000 lives. And every single time we do this, it, it is amazing to me what happens. Success just starts happening for people because they're operating at a completely different level after this challenge. I mean, Mike, you've mm-hmm. been part of it. However yeah. many times. It's truly life-changing. So solely free, um, one of the most impactful five-day experiences you'll ever go through. So Mike has got the link for you to enroll. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes or somewhere. Uh, yeah. will but make sure you hop on board of the success accelerator. It'll be freaking fantastic.
0: It really is. I've been a part of it, oh gosh, four, five, six times at this point. And every single time I come into it being like, oh, I know what Brad's gonna bring. I've been through this before. And every time I'm like, oh, that was so good. I learned this and this and this. And you just because and the 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 most powerful thing is you show up to an experience where you are now not where you were six months ago, not where you were a year ago, where you are now. And you hear things differently. You need different ideas. You need different thought processes. You need different levels of awareness and you will act on it differently. So even if you've been through it before, by all means go through it again. If you've never done it, this is going to be like blow your mind goodness. So yeah, com slash Brad, will get you access totally free. Are, am I, are you interviewing me again? Are we doing that? So I'll see him in there. Yeah, cool. let's do it. Cool. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be in there. You'll see me. Um, come hang out for sure. And make sure that I would love for my people who are getting in. I would love for you to tag me on your takeaways because there is nothing cooler than watching someone literally transform in those five days. And you see it, you see it from day one to day five. You see the growth, you see the ahas, you see the breakthroughs and I freaking love it so much. So if you're in there and you're hearing this and you're getting registered, tag me on your takeaways. Cause I love staying in the loop with how you're growing through it too.
1: Oh, it's going to be so cool. I love that too. So where, good. You, where you notice that it
0: really is. the best. They look
1: at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and then on day two or day three, they're like, this is good stuff for and real. Then- everything, Jade. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, Brad, thank you so much once again for being on, for pouring into us, for taking time to share all of this goodness and y'all let's get in the challenge. I want to see you in there and we will be back here in another week. Bye you guys